0: All right, welcome to the Pro Formula Podcast, where we help professionals develop that formula uh, to success. And I'm super excited to be here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and I'm sitting here with my main man, Mr. Dream, Motivate. What's going on with you, baby? What's going
1: on, man? Happy to see you here in Dallas, Texas, though. Man, I'm having a great time. How you been? What you been up to? Man, I've been blessed, man. Just. Uh just in love with being a, a, a father. I'm going to spend the time with my seven. He just turned seven-year-old. There we go. Uh, definitely have a... He's a young entrepreneur. Okay. Uh, started his own uh, company called Joaquin's World. Okay. Yeah, it's an entrepreneur uh, site uh, with apparel for young, inspiring entrepreneurs. Okay. Uh, so super, super dope to look at him and be able to do everything that I never could. You know, you know, that my you know, I didn't have none of this yeah that he's experiencing. We just came back from a Disney cruise. By the way, if y'all ain't never experienced a Disney cruise, oh my God. Um, just an amazing dude, man, even if I didn't meet him. You know, just I'm just honored to be his father. And then, you know, my daughter, she's an entrepreneur, she's a hairstylist, cosmetologist, uh, J C styles, he uh specializes in you know, the sew-ins and the ponytail. She does a lot of wedding uh, hairstyles for so a lot. But, I mean, she's killing it right now. So, you know, the, the apples ain't far, too far from the tree, man.
0: You took it out of my mouth. I was getting ready to say, I, I know you're not surprised that the kids got that entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, for y'all that don't know, um, Dreams is a, is a certified uh, Dr. Eric Thomas coach. He's a motivational speaker. He's got the Dream Motivate studio. Um, and he's also dibbling dabbling in real estate. So when you talk about your children being entrepreneurial, they saw that growing up, I'm assuming.
1: Absolutely. They didn't see anything else. Uh, you know, they never seen me go clock in ever. OK. You know, what I mean, and uh, I say that proudly because anybody that's an entrepreneur knows that, you know, if any if you if you're faith you know, based, you know, you're walking on water every day. Yeah. You don't know. Yeah. You, you know, you clock in, you know, you're going to get to twenty four thousand dollars. 32 cents an hour, whatever they pay you, you know that. Yeah. And you know that tax is going to come out. You know that. Everything you know. But what you don't know is if they're going to give you that tap on their shoulder yeah, and say, yo, man, the economy is inflating and uh, we're going to have to let you go. So, you know, my, my children have never seen that. You know what I'm saying? So I take pride in that uh, to be able to give them that. You know what I'm saying? So they can I mean, my, my daughter, she's on autopilot right now. Yeah. Like, Shorty is doing everything. She don't ask me for then I will be asking her, like, let me do it. Like, no, Daddy, help. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. And, and J.C. Styles, man, J.C. Styles, she's doing her thing. Yeah. I'm excited to hear
0: that. And I'm super excited to meet with you because, um, first off, I think you've developed such a reputation uh, out here in the DFW market. Um, tell us a little bit about your journey into entrepreneurship in DFW uh, specifically, and what are some things that you learned as you've been going through this journey?
1: yeah man, uh you know it's it's definitely you know you you're not just you're not who you were and i i I would say five years, ten years or fifteen years ago, you yep. know so you're you definitely evolve and you learn and you find out and you start finding yourself and you start walking through your purpose, man but you know i I've always been an entrepreneur spirit I remember being in school just like yo this, this something ain't right. You know what I mean it's just for me for my path yeah. it wasn't for me and uh you know while I was in in high school i i uh, I threw a um a lock in that's what we called we called it a lock in I went to a bowling alley okay and I asked my mans can i um can I rent the spot out it was for I think it was labor day weekend so it was a Sunday. and it was they wasn't busy anyway and Monday we didn't have to go to school. And, uh, man, it was just a, a, you know, roll of the dice. My man looked at me and said, look, you come here with $500. I could go ahead and let you rent this thing out. And I ain't going to lie, then 500 it might have been like 5000 He You said $50,000? Uh, yes, yeah. 50 racks. I need that. But, yeah, he said 500 Uh Man, I just went around and raised the money and uh, came back with a, uh, a cashier's check. And, uh, now actually it wasn't even the cash this It was a money order from Seven Eleven. 11 Went to 7 went in and picked you up a little money. I got the money order. Yeah. I got two money orders for 250 piece. And I gave it to them, you know, like in like 72 hours, I got that done. And, uh, man, I drew my first flyer and said, yo, I need everybody to come out. We're going to go in. Yeah. Uh, you got to get in there. We, you know, line starts at 1030 PM. Mm. You, 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 uh. High school, you said. High school. Okay. 10:30 p.m. And uh doors lock at 11:30 p.m. You're locked in. So, mm. the parents was like cool, you know, you know the way I it painted it, it was safe. Yeah. I had the the I hired my police officers, everything was good, security, all this stuff cuz I was really cool with them in school. There was it was some security from the school. Yeah. They used to always give me like, man, you know, young blood, you good. I like how you swag. Yeah. You know, I see how you... You run through the, through the streets and the hallways and respectfully, blah, blah, blah. So they used to give me some. And I was just asking, man, would you do security for me? But I don't got the money, but I could pay you after. after and they you. was like, well, you make sure you pay us, you know. So we had, uh, I passed out all my flyers, and I went to Skyline High School. Oh, shout out Skyline. Yes. That's my cousin. That's where you went to. Yeah, yes. you know? Skyline. So Skyline, like, got five, 6,000 kids. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we in the hallways. I'm so I'm good with all the cheerleaders. I'm good with everybody in the band, all the teams, all the track team, everybody good. Yeah. They said we're good. And I said, look, man, all night, all you can eat ain't number $25. They came with it. And I didn't know at this time I'm walk, you know, I don't have nothing. I'm just praying to God. I'm hoping this is good. Matter of fact, I needed a ride to my own joint. There we go. At, you, needed 20, you needed at least 20 people to show up. so you can I needed at least. And I, the DJ was cool. You know, he said he'll let me rock him out. I just built relationships, and everybody was doing it just on GP. Yeah. It was like, look, get at me later. Get at me when you're done. Okay. And, um, you know, I was just nervous. My buddy, my buddy Rashad, I'm at his house. And shout out to Rashad, man. And uh, I ain't seen him in a minute, but his mother... Uh she she said she's gonna come with us to make sure everything's cool. She said, Do you have somewhere to keep your money? I said, I got, you know, I was gonna put it in my pocket. She said, She brought, I'll never forget, she brought this blue envelope, like a leather envelope uh, for money. With the zipper on it. With the zipper on it. Yeah. I've never seen one of these, right? And yeah. uh we go to the we go to the spa, we're on the way, and uh I mean Rashad's like, we trying to figure out like what girl. We, I'm that, man, I can't believe the mindset I was at. We're trying like figure out what girls that he invite, what girls that I invite, which one's coming, who's coming for you, who, who's coming for me. And uh that was, he was just like, man, you think it's gonna be good? I said, I don't know, you think it's gonna be good. He was like, Man, I hope so. Yeah. And so we we're riding down Buckner where this uh this this place is, it's a bowling alley. And uh we on the road and I I never forget his mom was looking at us talking in the back seat and then she was like, Yeah, yeah, how y'all think this is gonna go? We both like, we don't know. Mm. But it was all my idea and hopefully this wasn't just something crazy. But we go down Buckner, and we pull up. And uh and we were just looking and bro, it was it was a line wrapped around the building. Come on now. Uh now like I'm was never in at- the back seat. You happen, got yeah, happen, like at this second bro, we yeah, and like I don't have nothing. Like I don't even have no car. I don't have no money. Yeah, I don't have nothing. And uh, so we're just so hyped about the girls at this second. I don't know why I'm thinking that's crazy how my mind
0: was. No, when and you, you're, you're so know, happy bro, about you, the you girls' perspective. And, you don't have a perspective until you start doing something. And really, at that point when you were young high schooler, that's what it's about.
1: Yeah, and and so we we pull up. And uh, she was, I could hear Miss uh, Rashad's mom say, like, oh, my God. Mm. Oh, my God. That's all I kept on hearing and say. Oh, oh my God. God. She just kept saying that. So we park, and I get out the car. And, bro, you might as well have thought I was Drizzy Drake himself. Come on now. That was going crazy. Me and Rashad, me and Rashad looking at each other like, bro, what, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Is this for me <laughs> going on? So we go up in and real and, uh, quick. Was it the school that showed up, or was it just people from all over was, the community? It was all. I didn't know, bro. It was every all the schools. Okay, I thought it was just gonna be our, you know, our little, you know, our little classmates. But it was, man, it was Dougaville, DeSoto, Cedar Hill. Everybody, man, it was crazy. Yeah. And uh, the guy when I pulled when I came up there, the guy said, "Man, who are you?" the the manager. He said, "Man, who are you? Who are you?" I said, like, man, I'm the dude. that... Re-. He said, man, I know that, but well, why? Well, how did you do this? I said, man, I just promoted and asked him to come. Nice. And he was like, man, this is crazy. He said, well, I gotta let you know, we only our fire capacity may not allow all these people in. Hmm. Now this is a big boat now that for him to say that. I don't even understand what he's really saying. Like, what is capacity? What are you I bro, talking? I don't, I don't understand none of this. All I know is, man, the girls that I invited are in the building. <laughs> and we, we shout out so, to all the ladies all the up, ladies man, man they, they were one there a high schooler inspiring them they you know? were there man and so we was happy and, and Rashad's mom is still at this point i could keep on here she kept on saying oh my god <laughs> and so now we're in and so of course we skipped the people are still in line and i go in the djs cracking my man brought some lights i ain't never seen these lights before and everything was dope and, uh, man, me and Rashad, we went to the bathroom. We in the mirror together. Like, bro, we, like, we talking to each other, but we talking to each other through the mirror. <laughs> like, man, you ready for this? No, you know what I'm saying. Like, man, you about to do this? Like, no, you see Lakeisha? You see what you, see, you, see, you, see, you say? Oh, you see me? Good. That's all we was talking about. Yeah. And, you
0: what, uh, so, really, let me stop you real quick. You wasn't thinking about the money yet? He, it had, it he hadn't processed me. to you that it I'm $25 it, at that you second, and I got a line around the corner. I'm about to make some money. It didn't
1: hit me. You still wasn't thinking about the money. Okay. I remember because I remember the feeling like it just didn't hit me. It hit me that I ain't going to go back to school, look like a sucker because ain't nobody came to my joint. Yeah. And it hit me that all the girls that I invited came. It's off. Nice. That hit me. Yeah. But. So they, they let everybody in. So everybody coming in, and it was, just, it was crazy. They just coming in, coming in, coming in, coming in. And so then they locked, you know, finally they locked the door. So they coming in, and they just kept coming in mm. until they locked the doors at 12. So they locked the doors at 12, and it's still a line outside. Mm. So uh, shop mom said, hey, you need to come in real quick. We need to figure out what we need to do. I said, what you mean? Well, you got a line outside. You probably need to negotiate and talk to the owner to see if you can have some more people in. You don't, And I said, uh, I can't find them. but I went to the security guard. I said, man, just let him in. He said, yeah, you the one running the party, right? I said, yeah, just let him in. Hmm. He said, all right, cool. So at that say, that was the first time that ever told a uh, no a grown man. Like that was my was first kind of you asking you. That like, was my first yeah. boss. Like I was uh, like, Yeah, yeah you, go ahead and let him in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, you don't want running this thing, ain't you? Yeah, he's like, you don't want running it, right? right? I'm like, Yeah, go ahead and let him in. So they just start coming more in. Like it's, so then the line finally dwindled down at twelve thirty. I don't know where the manager's at. I think he was back there selling pizzas or something. <laughs> so then we finally locked it, um, locked it at twelve thirty. And we we pop in. And Rashad's mom was at the door taking the money. So before, I was about to go back in and dance. She grabbed my arm. She said, no, no, no. You need to come meet me in his office. Mm. She said. She sat me down, and she said, "Uh, I need you to sit down. I don't think you understand what just happened. Mm. I said, "What? Well, what's going on? She said, you know how many people's in here? I said, no, ma'am. She said, you got 1,400 people in. What? 1,400 people
0: yeah. paying customers.
1: Well, like 30 of them got in free because they helped me pass and flyers.
0: He said 1,400. Then he said uh, 30 people he
1: let in the door for free. For free oh, still they, yeah, because they people. helped me pass our flyers. Okay. Yeah, she said, so you need to sit down. Your life just changed. Wow. So when you, you put that
0: event on, that was a success. I know you went back to school when you was popping. What would you do with that money when you got
1: that money? So... It's crazy, man. All this stuff is thank God for Miss, you know, Rashad mama. She she took me to the bank and uh she opened up a bank account. She took all the money. I mm. she said, You ain't going nowhere with this. I don't want nothing to happen to you, come on me. She actually had a uh she had a friend that had a, uh like uh some type of armed security system or whatever. They came up there with us. Mm. It was That's car in front about. of her, car when we left. Yeah. Car in front of her, car in front of us. I didn't understand the whole what's going on. She didn't tell me how much I made until because she didn't want me to be in there talking until we came home. Yeah. So I don't I don't even know I don't even know what I made at all. All I know is she said, Everybody's paid for it. Go have a good time. Yeah. But she did say my life changed that day. There we go. So then she came home and gave me the math, and I'm like, "Yo, this is ridiculous." You know what I'm saying? And um, she, we opened up a bank account. Um, she opened up a bank account. She told me to get like, um, get ready for, because um, I had just got my driver's license at the time, and at this time, man, you know, I'm, I'm like, a lot of people didn't know I was homeless at this time. What? Yeah, I was homeless because my, my parents had left. Me and my stepfather really didn't get along, but my mom left my stepfather to to California. And at this point, I'm, you know, just kind of homeless. When I say homeless, meaning couch surfing. Couch surf. At the homie's house. Yeah, but nobody I, knew. Yeah, okay. Nobody knew, though. I was that cool, like, hey, let me just spend the night. I didn't overwhelm. You know, I just cleaned up around the house, so nobody knew. And uh, she said, now his mom knew, because I told her right when they left that she said, well you can come over anytime you want. But I didn't want to oh, you know I didn't want to overstay stay. your wealth. Yeah, I didn't want to do that. And uh she said, uh, we're going to the car dealership tomorrow. So mama uh Rashad mama just looked out for you like she was your own mama. She looked out, man. She took me to a car dealer that she knew she knew the owner. Nice. And uh she need she needs she said I need to get him wanna give him a Honda Accord, a good, a nice dependable. I ain't even picked the car. She's and I wanted Honda anyway. She's so like, yeah, because those cars, they were forever, forever. And, man, I got a you know, cool little Honda Accord and, man, rode, to the, rode up to school the next day. They said this man didn't
0: have a car yesterday, but he got a car today. Life changed. So, so from that experience,
1: where did that take you? Where did the you... crazy thing was everybody kept on saying, what's the next one? Mm. I wasn't even thinking about that. And I was like. I went back to the side and mom, and she's like, now my, my my manager, your business manager, she done put Yeah. And so I was like, when are you, is they asking for the next one? She said, well, when you want to do the next one? She said, what made you pick that day? I said, well, we we'll got to go to school one day. She's like, that was that was brilliant. Yeah. So pick another day. So I said, okay, okay. She said, get back with me, find another day, and let's do it again. Hmm. So I looked at another day, and it was Halloween. Nice. I did a Halloween joint. Yeah, man. And uh, the Halloween joint, came crazy, like- and I never forget the 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 DJ was like, "Man, it's going down," and this is when it, it turned to a business. The DJ was like, "Got my boy, I came to dreams in the building," and then he said, "Uh, with Dream Entertainment," he said it, he said it, and I said, I like, I, that, bro. "I like that, I like that." And we ran with it. And the rest was history. From there, man, I just kept on. I literally threw parties for a living. And uh, record-breaking, bro, in Dallas, Texas, four to five thousand people. Mm. Every party. What? Yeah. Yeah. So that took marketing. Yeah. And with that marketing piece, I started learning that my gift was marketing and to help people bring people together and, you know, just start learning marketing tactics. And, uh... Yeah, man, life
0: changed, bro. Any any formal training? Did you go to school and actually start learning business after you started getting on or you just started touching on the money and you knew you was up to something?
1: I started touching the money. I started paying attention to people. I start paying attention to what people like, what they do. I just really looked at the world. I like, I'm seeing where they at. I'm seeing what times they at. You know, I was the, you know, I'm the one that if yo, if everybody's at the mall around six o'clock, I'm at the mall at 6 o'clock. That's right. I'm in there getting kicked out the mall because I'm passing out too many flyers. I got kicked out the mall one time, and then a oh man that p- kicked me out, um, he was a security guard. And uh, he said, man, you know you're not supposed to live I said, what's well, soliciting? He said, soliciting? He said, he looked at me like this. He like, soliciting is you passed out flyers in this mall without permission. Yeah. You can't do that. And I said, oh, okay. And then he said, you good? I said, yeah, I'm good. I said, And then I said, what's your name? And I never say, he said, Mr. Ron, to you. I said, my name is Hakeem the Dream, sir. I'm nice to meet you. He said, who your daddy? I said, well, I'm out here by myself. I just tell him what's good. He said, for real? You doing all this by yourself? I said, yeah, this, I'm just out here by myself. He said, look, man, I'm going to tell you what to do. You see that side right there? There ain't no cameras right there. They got to come out the door. Shout out Mr. Ron for putting this little extra hey, for normal. He said, stay away from the counters. Wait wait till they come out the door. They got to come out the door, which is crazy. All this mall had to come out this one door. Yeah. They had to come out the door because it was the popular door. Now, they had different doors. But that was They the had thing. the dealer's joint. Nobody was going out there. This one was like where everybody, by the food court. Yeah. He said, man, stand right there. Catch everybody coming out the door. So I caught everybody coming out the door, just chilling. And he me—he just gave me school game the whole night. And at the end of that night, I gave Mr. Ron a dab with 50 in it, so you with are- 50 in his hand. He said, what you doing? I said, man, I appreciate you. Yeah. Mr. Ron looked out for me every time when I was at that mall. There we go. So you was cultivating relationships
0: at a young age. It just made it I didn't sense. know that you was doing that, but it was just natural. It just made sense. Looking out. Why would not like? Why would not I take care? of some I'm gonna money? tell you why you wouldn't. Because some young folks is all about
1: getting the money, and they are hey, about it's capturing like, every single dollar that that's they short, get. That's short money. Yeah, you want to look? I knew I knew Peter. If Peter Keykeeper, he got the key. I need to make sure anybody who got the key, I'm gonna look out. Yeah, you got the key? Oh, let me take care of you. Yeah. And so yeah, man, I took care of him, and uh, our relationship. He was then now head of security for Dream Tape. He called all the he he ran the security. He took care of the security. I ain't had to touch it. He was the armed security. He ain't let nobody touch me. There we go. He said, "Man, this is but this boy is like a young Diddy." So, were
0: you getting uh like in your late teens, early twenties at
1: this point, or yeah, I was I was was trying to graduate um graduate high school. And uh, I was in the middle of that, you know what I'm saying? And I I graduated, just that's how I did it. But I was in high school. A lot of people don't even know this. I was in high school, like the only kid in high school that had my own apartment because yeah. I lied on my application because I was cool. Somebody put me on with somebody that worked worked at the uh, apartment complex and they slid where it says your age. It said, because you got to be 18. They put on there I was 18.
0: I, I want y'all to hear something real quick. So the, f- the first piece of the formula that I want you to understand is that you got to cultivate relationships. Big Tom. This brother has been cultivating relationships his whole life. Yeah. Since he was a young man, before he even knew what cultivating relationships was and what building business was, this brother had the foresight to really go out there and to start building relationships. And I'm I'm sure that you're still utilizing those relationships and maybe not those same relationships, but you're still using that ability to cultivate relationships as you're building your business.
1: To this day, I mean, my thing is, I mean, Shout out to the great Zig Ziglar. Yeah, man. He said, you know, if you help enough people get what they want, you can always get what you want. And I was doing that before I even heard Zig Ziglar. It just made sense. Yeah. Made sense to help Mr. Ron. It made sense. Like Rashad Mama, I man, I blessed her, man. You know, I had her crying. Yeah. You know, I took care of her, did a whole bunch of stuff for her. And she said, she kept on telling me, no, don't do it. I don't need it. I said, you don't even understand what you did for me. Yeah. i took care of her i made sure she was good it's just why why wouldn't you not but but let's take it back a little bit so like 10
0: year old dream what would he think about this life that you've been building and and if he looked at where you are today what would he think about that
1: uh 10 year old dream would be like man it was all it was all meant to be okay every all the stuff that i went through like the the hard things that i went through growing up you know i went through a lot man you know i was I was born in the Salvation Army. Okay. Uh, my mother pulled me up for adoption. Was a, she was a single mother. Yeah. It was rough for her. And uh my stepfather got me back in her life though. And we grew up very poor. Um Where poor. where where'd you grow up? Uh well I'm from Philly. Okay. And then we moved into a spot in Dallas called Oak Cliff. Oh yeah, in the cliff. Shout out to the cliff, man. Yeah. Definitely grew up in Oak Cliff. Um uh over there for Bonneville. so anybody that's in the cliff y'all know what time it is and uh you know lights off roach infestation uh water and I thought it was regular to live like that until I went over you know my boy Steve Gowan's house never forget Steve and I went in his house man and his house smelled amazing and the smell was something called plug-ins there we go. I remember, man. I,
0: I grew up similar. I'm, I'm from Denver, obviously. Y'all, shout out to my people out there in the Mile High City. Um, but I remember going to one of my partner's house. Uh, I played football growing up, and I went to this special high school. And my man um, had so much cereal. I'm talking, my bro had like seven, eight different. Yeah, definitely. I ain't never seen and that. He told me just go to the pantry. And I said, I thought it was a closet. I said, what you with the little closet? He said, no, it's called a pantry, pantry. bro. Yeah. I went in there, and there was so many different boxes of cereal. I couldn't believe it. And I, I don't want to, I don't want to, my mom and dad is watching this. So I don't want them to think that we was just poor like that, but we didn't have eight
1: boxes of cereal. Oh, we, not, we we sure didn't. We, no, we had no cereal.
0: Yeah. So I think it's funny when you say just the smell of the house made you identify, hold on, I'm in a different, something is different about this and I could relate and, and that resonated when you were, um, when you were a young man growing up. So, so you had that experience, you were seeing that poverty, um, I'm gonna break and go into a segment real quick. Um, I want y'all to check out my man Dream Motivates. We yeah. got this. Uh, we got a quick uh, commercial that I want y'all to check out with him. Tap in with my man, man. As y'all can see, this brother's really uh, about our community and about helping our people. So check this out. Let me know what y'all think. We'll be back on the other side of. It. right welcome back i'm still here sitting with my brother dream motivates man and i'm hoping that y'all catching something out of this man because i'm really enjoying it thank you so much for taking some time with me man and for sharing your story it's incredible
1: definitely man i appreciate you shout out to that pantry with all them cereal <laughs> boxes in it man man
0: i i was blown away man when i saw all of those boxes and, and and dream i gonna be honest with you when Brad told me to go to the pantry i was I was shocked i didn't know what yeah. the pantry was i had never heard that term before and and i think it's interesting. When you're in a situation where, like you said, you thought it was normal. You know, I thought we had bag cereal. Our cereal came in a bag. Yeah. So I thought that was how cereal was supposed to be. I saw a bro had Captain Crunch, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, every kind of cereal that you could imagine. And yeah. I was like, okay, I see that. That's something. You know what cereal we did see? What's that? Cornflakes. Oh, come on now. You know.
1: That was but, it, bro. Yeah. We put a we bunch
0: was, of sugar we, on. We
1: don't yeah. catch nothing else. But, you know, I went over to Steve, uh, Steve Gow's house that day. And then my life changed. Your level of exposure will change your life and going into the house it was so clean so nice and smelled so good and miss gowans had invited us over you know invited me over for for dinner and that was my first time being at anybody's house ever because my my father well my stepfather was a he was a baptist preacher okay very sheltering you know protect us from the world he did what he thought Thought you know what saying, sure. shout out to him you know what i mean And uh, I walk into the house, man. The house smelled amazing. She told me to go wash up for dinner. I said, bet. She showed me the bathroom. I closed the door. The bathroom smelled even better. Come on, man. So I'm washing my hand with this green soap. Now, that that, that might not sound like nothing to nobody, but it was everything to me. Because while I was washing the soap, the soap smelled so amazing, dog. And I'm washing. She said, you okay in there? And I'm in there just, like, being wild about the soap. It wasn't no but iris Spring. Yep. But I ain't never smelled that. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Because all we had was ivory. And we ain't never smelled no ivory, bro. it don't have no smell. I was going to say it don't smell like much. Yeah, and it's the only, I found out it was the only soap that floats. That joint is just like, it does. I don't know what it's made out of. But anyway, we go to the dinner, to the dinner table. And uh, I put my hand around my food like this. And I just start eating after we pray. And I'm going in fast. She so grabbed my hand like, baby, slow down. Mm. Now I looked up, everybody looking at me crazy at the table. Mm. And so I slowed down, and then after the dinner, she pulled me to the side. She said, you okay? Everything okay at home? I'm like, yeah. She said, why you eat your food like that? I said, like, what? She said, well, why you put your arm over it? Why you eating so fast, baby? You okay? And I looked down, and I was like, well, to be honest with you, Miss Gallas, the reason I put my arm around the, ta- the, the plate because the roaches jump in the plate. And the reason why I eat so fast so the roaches don't eat my food before I can eat my food before the roaches do. Wow. And she said, wow. She said, you know what? You can eat over here anytime you want. And that was the day my life changed because I started looking. I said, man, let me go to my other homeboy house. Smelled amazing. Let me go mother my other friends house. Smelled amazing. Let,
0: let me just point this out, y'all. Exposure is important. It is. I think that's another key that, that is, is um, you got to sometimes get out of your circle and get out of what's comfortable or what you're is familiar exactly with. Because correct. had you had not done that and you would have just stayed in your neighborhood and not that that's an issue. Not that the people that's in that environment don't deserve to have company. But when you change your environment, you changed.
1: Yeah. And uh, I did change because now I want yeah. what I want the smell. And ain't it just the smell. I mean I want I want, the, about I want the I environment. I want the I want everything to come out. He had the name brand. My man had the Jordans. Yeah. I got on these XJ900, no. hey, I was just going to say, don't bro. say no XJ900s, man. I got the XJ900s on. Yeah. And, you know, the kids was t- making fun of me, and I got tired of that, bro. And, uh, you know, I said, I'm not going to do that. So I got busy. When I was young, man, I, I remember being,
0: Uh, I was that kid I loved getting after it. I was going to be the dude that was like Kool-Aid stand. Um, we cutting the grass. I, I'm from Denver, Colorado. It snows out in Denver, so James and. All my homies that we grew up with, we was out there, man, shoveling. Like, let's get the shovel out. Let's go ahead and, and, and cut the grass. And my sister and them would always say, "Tark, you got to be the one to go up to the door and talk to them. And and they'll they'll get they'll start working and getting grind They'll start putting the work together after I went up there and secured the cell. And I didn't realize I was the mouthpiece. I was the leader. They would be like, "All right, go to the next house, T." And they'll be washing the car while I'm going to the next house setting it up. Tell me a little bit about your your, your childhood,
1: entrepreneurial. Were, were you in the entrepreneurial space? No, I, I I mean, I didn't know until this one day. And this one day, my my stepfather, he cooked a brisket. And he bought a whole bunch of plates. And he had this idea that he's just going. Now, we stayed on Bonneview, where it's very busy. Okay. So he was like, man, he told me and my brother, we super embarrassed. He said he made a big old sign and said, we got barbecue plates. And we were super embarrassed, man. So we hiding our face. Everybody just driving by and nobody stopping at all. Nobody. So about an hour and a half of me and my brother just doing this, we just go back in and we tell, you know, my pops like, ain't nobody buying it. So he was like, all right, well. I said, well, let me try something right quick. And it was about 1130. And uh, I said, give me four plates. Like, what you about to do so no we had a, a store down the street called Best for Less okay I stayed right down the street for Best for Less I could just walked there I went there with the four plates I I remember the one time we went to Best for Less it was this cat out there selling like some sandwiches or something yeah and everybody was by I just remember that and I go up in there and I said hey anybody wants plates so it's just like that they're like man he gonna come here with the plates well, what you got and they opened up the plates it's like oh, oh now, my pops was selling them for five, but the way they acted, I just tried to run it. I said, let me get 10. He put a tax on it. Yeah, they like 10. <laughs> and then they was like, oh, yeah, give me a plate, give me a plate, give me a plate. I got all four plates gone. He said, hey, I want a plate. It's a pe- all the people that was working there wanted a plate. So I got the 40, ran down the street, gave 40 to my pops. She said, where you get this from? I said, I sold them four plates. I need four more. You mm. hear me with four more plates? Went down there, sold them joints. I went back and forth until all the food was gone. That's almost sold out, and I did that in like thirty minutes. So, so you just realized you was in the wrong spot. That was it. I realized I realized entrepreneurship. I didn't know what yeah. that. I didn't even know what the word was, but I knew I had a huge. My I never forget my stepfather like looked at me like, "Wow." I didn't know. I just figured it just made sense to go to the money. Yeah.
0: So, so when you when you had that experience. It, what did you like? If you could take a lesson that you that you learned from there that you are still using today, what was that? Because you said a couple things. One, you read the people's body language, and you could see that they liked your product. So you're like, okay, I'm a, yeah, I'm gonna tickle the price a little bit. But what are some of the skills that you learned that you still use that that you saw apparent that day?
1: Yeah, like your focus goes with the attention flows. What your focus goes. Yep. Where the attention flows. Come on, man. Your focus goes where the attention flows. Yeah. Talk to me about that. So think about it, man. They wouldn't give me no attention on the street. Yeah. I'm just right by. But I could get the attention because they could stop yeah. and look at the food and smell it and feel how hot it was. And if the food was fire, yeah. I would get Pop's that. He did that brisk. So the food was fire. That mother was really good. And so I went to where the attention flows. Yeah. So in any business... You know, you got to go where the attention's at. That's why social media is what it is, because that's what the attention's at right
0: now. Yeah, man. If you was able to talk to a 10-year-old Dream, like, what would you tell him to, to encourage him? He's in still in Oak Cliff. He's still got roaches. He's still infested. What would you tell him, you know, to keep him encouraged and to keep him going?
1: I, I would tell him that, uh... Keep pushing. Like, you're definitely, um... Walk in with your purpose, but before you do anything, man, keep keep God in your life. Yeah. Because God is going to be with you even when your stepdad ain't going to be there. Yeah. I, I
0: think y'all need to hear that, man. That faith plays a part in this. It's, it's not right. because his brother's super talented. He is super talented. You heard his story. He's got a super talented story. But he still want to make sure that he recognizes the higher power that made all of that possible. So yes. shout out to the man upstairs, man, because none of this will be happening. If it yeah,
1: nothing. Him nothing my favorite bible verse man it's real talk and i i need all entrepreneurs to just inherit this bible verses trust in the lord with all thy heart and lead not to thine own understanding and then it says in all thy ways acknowledge him he shall direct thy path like Mm -hmm. so that's just basically say you break that down trust the lord with all thy heart i mean you gotta you gotta believe but not with half your heart you really gotta believe that god got you and then and all the ways acknowledge him. So when you do get blessed, make sure you tell people who did it. Yeah,
0: I, my favorite, my favorite is uh, is sixteen three, Proverb sixteen three, where it says, "Commit your plans to the Lord, and uh, commit your actions to the Lord, and your plans will succeed." Mm-hmm. And so I'm always reminded, like, bro, if I'm doing this and I'm committed to God, I already know it's going to be successful. I'm not even
1: worried about it. I understand that. So I love it. I appreciate that verse. And you know before. what? The second part of the first verse for me is a dope one because I, I think that's one of the most powerful ones where it says, trust Lord with all the heart and lean not to thine own understanding. In other words, bro, don't try to figure it out. Yeah. You try to figure it, God, it's God's job to be God. Like you just gotta, you just gotta keep pushing. You just gotta believe enough that your day gonna come. You gotta believe that God gonna put people in your life that yeah. that's going to be there. Like, you know, Rashad mama did for me. You know, that was God. He put them people in place. He already, that, yeah. You. That wasn't me. Yeah, that was God looking doing what He do. So,
0: and the funny part was when you go back to that, you wasn't looking for the money either. You I was really, really trying wasn't. to have fun It's just trying to kick I, it. So, really like loved. God was like, "No, bro, let me show you. I got something that's better for you." Um, for some of our some some people that are, they're trying to become entrepreneurs. They're trying to get into this coaching lane. They're trying to get into this space. I really want to want this show to help them, and so some of the things that I want to do is talk to them about what is your what is your daily routine look like? Like, when do you wake up? What do you do throughout the course of your day? Because I think a lot of times people are like, "Man, I'm out here trying to build it," but then they sitting around, they ain't doing nothing about it. You don't yeah. strike me as the kind of brother that's sitting around chilling. What you, yeah, what you I got a couple to go to rules, man.
1: And I will tell you my routine. But before I tell you the routine, I think the go to rule is. Uh the man who has the least bad habits wins. Oof. Come on, y'all. I mean bad habits cost, right? Yeah. You know, it it is what it is. If if you drink, hopefully you drink the best, that's gonna cost the most. Yeah. If you smoke, you're gonna smoke the best, that's gonna cost the most. Yeah. You got you know, if you if you have women, you know you want some they you have they you, want the best. Gotta, they yeah, to, they want yeah. the best. They want nice restaurants. That costs yeah. money. You got different to have that many, you know, it's just it's just too much. For sure, these are all in my. If you gamble, mm. you you losing bread. You're spending time at the gambling shack or wherever you gambling at the casinos. Man. That's just time away from your purpose. So disconnect yourself with bad habits. Do your best. If you eating bad, something you know now your body is not you know right, and you just you're trying to figure out why certain things ain't. Ain't working, and why you sluggish, and why you? Yeah. So all these bad habits. Yeah. Try your best to take take one per week and eliminate one per week, and I think you are gonna win. But like my, my 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 uh my routine is now. I actually start waking up now around eight o'clock. 8 o'clock is my wake up time. So I try to get at least six to seven hours of sleep. Okay. I wake up. Um, I don't touch my phone until 9 a.m. Okay. Uh, What's the first now, hour like? What you doing in that first hour? I'm man. I'm really processing, meditating, just kind of talking to God. Yeah. Um, every now and then, I ain't going to lie, I will have to catch a quick one, like maybe 845 or something. But, like, I, I want to start it off at, and I design it that way, 9 o'clock. Let's get the calls going. Let's get it popping. And while I'm on the calls, I'm on my way. To the gym, so to take care of my temple. You know, some type of activity, some type of cardiovascular in the weights. you know, Every day? Every day. Nice. Every day, you know what I'm saying? Just something. I ain't trying to be no bodybuilder. I ain't trying to be no Mr. Flip. he don't let him play. Breswell up over here. No, I ain't trying to be none of that. I'm just trying to make sure when I look at my seven-year-old son and he say, Daddy, let's go play, that I ain't going to be talking about I can't do it. Yeah, man. And I want to keep saying that for as long as I can, you know. Um, and then, know uh, I just start getting busy, man. So I really take I don't I don't I'm like call after call after call after call after call. And then, you know, when it when it's time to go ahead and get home, I cut them calls off as much as I can. Yeah, my wife, you know, one of the things that she had me do, man. She's
0: like, T, you know, you are busy throughout the day. I'm up early grinding. I start my day with a gratitude journal. I get in that journal and I'm really, really working on reprogramming myself, reprogramming my thoughts. And so I got a journal that I write in every morning and it really helps me just get my mind right. But when I get home, wifey be like, cut the phone off, you know, because you can't be out in the out in the field all day long. And then you come home and then you're still in the field. So we made an agreement, bro. She was like um, she used to try to catch me in the driveway and she'd be like up. Uh, what are you doing? I'm like I ain't in the house yet. Uh, so then I just start driving around the block. I might hit the block 15 times so then yeah. I can finish up that call. Yeah. Um, talk to me about the importance of spending time with your family. I know that you got you're being uh-huh.
1: into your kids' sports that, and being around. How yeah. important is that to your daily routine? That's a big retirement? deal, you know. And I ain't gonna lie. Some days I don't come home to 10 o'clock in the at night. I might leave at I might leave at eight. I don't come home at 10. I don't come home to 11. I don't come home to because I done just grinded it out. But Wife, so good because when I do process that time with her, yeah, like I really on some weekends is family time. Okay, now that's what's good about being able to do the schedules. Now every now and then I have to go to a mixer, um, you know, like I'm a, I'm gonna be at the Invest Fest this weekend, okay, in Atlanta. But you know, um, I I definitely have separated. So it's time when I'm called for family, I shut it down. If, if wife, you want me to come do something or this a Barbecue, or if it's some time that she wants alone, we're about to celebrate um ten years of marriage, man. November, praise God, bro. What's, yeah, the, what's, the, what's the what's the
0: uh for those people that, uh, those people that uh, out here that's just fresh married or people that's in a marriage? What's some keys that you got to to a successful marriage?
1: Uh, marry your best friend, Doc. Okay. Marry your best friend. Uh, definitely. Uh, be able to listen. Yeah. And uh, make sure that you solve. I say, I say to it, just makes sense. Like if I'm always trying to make her happy, and she always trying to make me happy, how are we gonna lose? So it's the selfishness that starts popping, and where you start losing. So if you constantly trying to make them happy, yeah, how do you lose? So definitely, I would say, marry your best friend. Um, I, I, I don't like losing. Yeah. So if 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 she's not happy, that means I'm losing, and it's, that's happened a couple of times. Like. But I must solve it. Like, I remember one time I came home and she was kind of like, you know how women are. She was pregnant with my son and she was kind of, you know, giving me the little shoulder or whatever. And I'm asking her what's going on. Is she okay? Are you okay? She's like, I'm all right. Are you okay? I'm all right. And she finally told me, she said, listen, I know you're working hard. I'm, thank you for taking care of us. You're an amazing husband. I don't want, but sometimes you just. Come in, be on the phone, kick off your shoes, leaving the shoes around, yeah. just throwing stuff around. I'm not, I'm not no dirty dude or nothing. I'm just like I'm throwing stuff around. I'm not kind of helping at the crib as much because I'm, I'm really on it. I'm dialed in trying to get everything paid for, and I was losing at yep. that second. And so what I did was she don't know she had a docs appointment the next day with her mom for the for the to go see the baby doctor. And uh, man, I called my partner and he told me about this house cleaner. And uh, my ma- man, she sent over and she came over quick. And she actually was able to come over. Man, I ain't think my house could be that clean, Doc. Yeah. She cleaned that house, man, Is on the toilet paper. She left a little rose, got the little, little, little flowers yeah. on the toilet. I was like, yo, this is crazy. And then I got her a favorite meal. She likes papacitos. Okay.
0: I was just at Papacito's last night, boy.
1: Yeah, see, like yeah. Papacito's. you yeah, have come down, come check that out. But and she walked in, she was so happy, and I was back winning.
0: Yeah, I think something that you said, you know, show me a show me a loser, and I, I mean, show me a good loser, and I'll show you a loser. Man. People that like losing, they losers, bro. And,
1: I don't like losing. I was losing. Like yeah. my wife, if your wife ain't happy, you losing, yeah. doc. Absolutely. I don't want. I didn't want to lose, so we had to get back in the winning team.
0: Yeah, and I think just for all of y'all that's listening, that's that's out here in your marriage. You know, it's not going to feel as good if you build this business up and then you come home and ain't nobody there for you and ain't nobody at the house showing love to you. So one of the things you got to do is you got to make sure that you make it count for the people that count. Yeah. You got to make it count for the people that count because you out here doing it and it ain't for yourself. I mean, at the end of the day, you got enough. But you trying to provide for your family and put on for your family. Yeah. And um, I want to shout out my cleaning crew out there in Orlando, Florida, man. They come into the house every couple weeks. And yeah, when I tell you, wife gets so hype, bro. When that house is light up, oh, yeah, that house, the house hey, is it's
1: clean. A different clean. Yeah, we keep the house clean. But when that house uh, cleaner, that's, the, that's, oh, that's oh a different my clean. Dog. That's as bro. My house
0: looked like the Hilton. Yeah. So so you working five days a week, seven, six days a week. You working doing a little bit of work every day. Do you have any time that you just like, bro? I ain't taking no calls. I'm just gonna rest. I'm sitting.
1: Sunday for sure. I, I definitely try not to do. I'm. It's always family time. But man, as an entrepreneur, man. You never know. Somebody had to hit you with a hell Mary. You got to go get it. But Sunday's definitely like those days I don't, I leave alone. Saturdays have been some days for family. But Monday through Friday, we get in the business. Yeah, man. That's yeah. What and wifey you knows she good. Everybody, she respected. She's happy. She'll let me know if she wants a date night. Yeah. If she wants, I, and if she say, baby, want a date night, I'm dropping everything. There we go. Matter of fact, the anniversary, I think I'm being cool. I said I want her to, I was, you know. I I was like, "Hey, I want to take you to the. Uh, you remember we got when we got married? We went to the, the little Hilton, in Southlake here in Dallas. Yeah. for our ten year. A little downtown Hilton. Yeah, and I'm thinking like I'm doing something. And I'm like, you know, that's, that's what we're gonna movie. do for the anniversary. She looked at me like, mm, okay. I said, "Uh, here we come you know, up. I was just about, hey." I those there. He say he's looking at body language again.
0: I'm He's reading it. that body language the same way he was looking at them people when they was looking at that brisket plate.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: bros over here looking at that wife like she ain't feeling that because it's the ten year.
1: <laughs> it's a decade. It's the milestone. What? It's that, and I get it. And so I said, "I got you." And so I start calling around, and lo and behold, my partner put me on, and uh, they had this Mexico all inclusive five star joint. Yeah. for five days, and uh. I gave it a the confirmation, and then she was thinking, she was smiling there. Yeah, she she was smiling. wasn't. I she ain't was winning, that. dog. <laughs> <laughs> we back winning. I'm on a winning team again. So yeah, look, look, I'm I'm trying to win. <laughs> I'm trying to win.
0: But for y'all that's watching the show, what I really want y'all to understand and I want y'all to catch, capture, and catch is his why is strong. This brother's why too. That's what we also call it. The reason why you're doing something. He wants to have a family, a happy family. He wants yeah. his children to be entrepreneurs and to look up to him yeah. and to be proud of the work that he's doing. If you heard him earlier, he said, I'm actually trying to stay in shape so that I can stay active and be out there with my kid. Yeah. So when your Y2 is strong, everything else is going to come into play.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: You, you know, you can't quit. I was just just listening to Eric just the other day or E.T. I don't know him like that. Let me call yeah. him Dr. Eric Thomas. Uh, uh, I was just listening to the other day and he said, you know, when you out here selfish and you out here doing it for just you. It's easy to, like, you selfish, but when you out here doing it for somebody else, he ain't yeah.
1: let his kids. Look, I'm going to give everybody a, a entrepreneurial bar right now. When your money low, and it, it's going to be a time where your money low, start giving more and the money will catch up.
0: I, I think that I, that's another secret to success, y'all, is, is the gift of giving. Yeah. But I think sometimes when you, when you come from that, I don't have nothing. And your hand is like this. Yeah, you gotta open up that hand, and you gotta be able to open
1: it up yeah. to help other people. Well, and, and I'm gonna put it like this: If you're a barber, go find somebody to go bless and give him a haircut. Yeah, bless somebody that got good si- a good soil though. Go find a pastor. Yeah, and say, Pastor, you mind if I cut your hair? Yeah, you don't want to plant. Cut, in the ba- cut, you don't cut. want to plant in a bad in a bad field. No, it, it ain't gonna produce no fruit. It, it has to be in on good soil. Yeah, and you cut that pastor's hair. And that pastor got a what? A congregation. They're gonna be like, "Pastor, you looking good today?" Pastor and, be like, "Man, my boy is the one that plugged me with this, with and, the cut. And now you back winning. Now you back home because you gave. Yeah, man. Just give, man. Uh, it's called the orange chicken method.
0: Orange chicken method.
1: Yeah. Okay. You been to the mall before, right? Yeah, I think we all. Have. You know, you go to the full court. Yeah. You ever oh, see that? You ever I see my it. man I try to give it. you the orange I chicken? I try to yeah, little teriyaki chicken on that when You two Like now, but when you hit it. You like, okay, I got let me you. get that order. Let me get that number three. Right. It's the orange chicken method, man. Yeah, man. So, give you cut if you cut yards, go bless somebody, cut their yard. Yeah, knock on the yard, make sure the area is real dope. Yeah, knock on the yard, see it's boom. Hey, I, I see, ain't nobody cutting y'all. What's going on? Oh, um, my husband is single mom. Yeah, boom. Can I bless you? What you mean? Can I cut your yard? Yeah, cut a yard. Watch what,
0: man, bro! Y'all getting so much wisdom and so many jewels. This brother's dropping off to y'all. Yeah, Uh, I want to shift gears just for a second. Is that cool? Come on, I got this segment, y'all, that I call "Settle the Score." All right, in this segment here, what we do is we talk about. I want you to help us understand, like break the tie. You know, everybody's talking about Michael Jordan or LeBron James. Who is it for you? Is it Mike or is it LeBron? Hey, I better
1: stop playing with me. Stop playing. It's Michael Jordan.
0: Okay. I was about to say, all right, man. I'm about to get up and no, walk about the no, plush studio.
1: Listen, I and I hate it for LeBron, man. It's it's hard being the number two dude. Yeah. You, you trying to work it all your life. And one point time, LeBron had 23 on his back. Yeah. I get it. Bruh, you are not Michael Jordan. I'm yeah. sorry. I love you, LB, but yeah. that ain't that. I love him, too. I, I love his game. I think he's an awesome individual and a human being. It's just tough. But bro. when I, when you come you after him. You cannot yeah. that. I don't this is Will like, we ever find somebody greater than Jordan? There's nobody. You're not because that's like somebody saying, "I'm gonna be. Uh, this is gonna be a better Michael Jackson." Okay. He. It was an iconic moment in life. Yeah. That he just had the. He had the time. You, there will never, ever, ever be another one, dog. And you will always try to be like Mike. He's the one that created everything. Like yeah. we, we doing fadeaway Jordan.
0: Jordan trying to hit you with the fadeaway Jordan, in the trash can. Uh, talk to us a little bit about. Um, so, my next question is going to be: Is it who had the greater in, impact on culture or, or impact on you? Was it Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. or would you say Malcolm X? MLK. MLK, yeah. Tell me why. I have a dream.
1: Yeah. Um, that I fir- When I first heard that, I first heard manifestation. Okay. He said he had a dream and he spoke it. Yeah. And nobody would, you know, you wouldn't, you couldn't fathom it until you start. In the way he painted the picture that we could all come together and be on one accord. I have a dream. I figured, and that's what dream motivates. Mm.
0: I should have caught that, y'all. That was an easy. That was a layup for bruh. Come on. I put that right up, right. Alley-ooped him, threw it up. Come on. Him. He just came and slammed. Him. That was on me.
1: That's y'all. the. That was it, easy. To me, that's the first dream. That He, he dream motivates, like. Yeah. That's, that's, that's everything, man. I
0: always think, you know, about, um, growing, you know, I'll always big on growing. Um, you, would you rather read a book like flipping the pages or you want to listen
1: to it on the audible? book. Thank God for audible.com. I'll do a commercial right now. Yep. Audible.com. <laughs> go get your books right now on audible.com, bro. Thank audible. The
0: come holler at us, man. We trying to get a sponsorship, Jeez, man. brothers out here want... giving a free plug to you right there. Let's go. All right, here we go. Next question: If you had an opportunity to vacation, would you rather go to Miami or are you going to
1: LA? Miami, Miami, yeah. Because LA, I'm gonna do business. Okay. Vacation, at least Miami got the beach and the palm trees, mm-hmm. and I mean LA got palm trees, too, but Miami, you gonna grind it out? Definitely go to Miami.
0: And then, and then last question in this segment that I want to understand is, when you, uh, if you had an opportunity on your vacation to, to do the city lights or do a, a beach resort, which one you choosing? In the city? Not in the city, but, like, you going out to, like, New York City, you getting to get the city exposure, or would you rather, are you more like, let me get to a resort and let me kick my feet up?
1: Yeah, we're going to a beach. Let's do it for real. Let yep, me man. go ahead and catch, you know, Mexico somewhere. Let's get it, you yeah. know. Well, we're going to have a real, you know, just beach atmosphere all the way through it.
0: Yeah. Y'all, I'm in Dream Studios out here in, in Arlington, Texas, man. I'm with Dream Motivate. Motivate, um, one of the most plus player studios I'm in. Appreciate Brother it. Brother is so cool down to earth and just helpful, man. Tell people how they can get a hold of you and what they like, like how they can get a hold of you and how you can help their business. Talk to them a little bit.
1: Absolutely. Yes. Um, Well, thank you for the, st- you know, coming to the studio for sure. I created uh, something that I wish I had, you know, so, I, I I when you walk when you open that door I always tell people you never get a second chance at a first impression yeah that's never right. so I make sure when you walk that d- through that door you're happy you have your stuff on on point and this feels like your spot you know yes. what I mean uh, that's number one number two um you know through school I just feel like school failed us man so uh because I never le- learned about credit and LLC how to start a business none of that is school I don't know about your school. My school was. Yeah. They
0: ain't teach us that neither. Shout out to Aurora Central, baby.
1: Yeah, shout out to Sky. Look, I'm just saying, Skyline, I don't know y'all might need to change it up. However, uh, we created dmuexperience.com, an online spot for all entrepreneurs. Nice. So, as an entrepreneur coach, I want to teach people how to, you know, scale a business, start a business, maintain a business, you know, get their business structured the correct way, and mostly marketing the business, you know what I'm saying? So, that's why we got Dream Media. Uh, agency, which is a media agency that takes care of all your marketing, uh, web development, social media. And that's, I'm everything at Dream Motivates on all social media, and it's DreamMotivates.com.
0: Man, holla at my man, Dream Motivates. That uh, concludes our show, The Pro Formula. I hope that you got some jewels today because uh, if you did, not, you wasn't watching this show. But I appreciate you, man. Until next time, I'll see you. Peace.